What's happening guys, it's B-Rad from the FSB Creators and we are bringing you another episode of the Three for Tears podcast today and obviously I am joined by my co-creators LAJS and Merzgoff. How are you guys doing on this fine, fine World Cup day? I'm doing pretty good. Not too bad. It's been an interesting uh, match today, shall we say. How do you mean interesting? Well, didn't quite expect the scoreline, shall I say to uh for one and uh, the the medical staff for the <laughs> Iranian team were a bit of an interesting sort of like situation with what happened with yes. the goalkeeper and the fact that they didn't sub him off straight away which no, and was peculiar like it, it it's it's that thing where we talk about it all the time with the VAR thing and the referee things about that, that certain things have a grey area, but this is one thing that doesn't have a grey area. It is clear-cut what they should be doing. Um, and it seems like for some reason today it failed in the game. So we are talking about, guys, the England game where the ball was crossed in and the keeper came out punched to punch the ball away and basically clashed heads with his own defender and took a pretty nasty whack to his face. Um, he did not look okay afterwards. Um, obviously, as they say, a player is always going to want to carry on. It's the World Cup, after all. Um, and yeah, they they should have taken the decision to not let him carry on. He eventually, like about two minutes later, did sub himself off because he just couldn't carry on. But it shouldn't have happened. Um, and unfortunately, like the protection guidelines are there. Like this shouldn't happen anymore. But unfortunately, there's plenty of controversy and stuff around Qatar and things that are going on there. And this just, you know, is now adding to it uh, a little bit in the in the football capacity rather than the um, other stuff that's going on. But England today, uh, good performance, controlled the game. Still a couple of um, areas we would worry about. Ones that we've always worried about, really, is defensively. We just, we just, we're always shaky in defence. Um, but can, we controlled the game. We were good going forward. I was a little bit gutted for Harry Kane to not get a goal because I thought he played really well coming deep and I thought his playmaking and his passing was really good, especially the way he sold the defender to get the cross in for Sterling's goal. Um, I know, Mers, obviously we're talking about this and you're technically a Spain fan, but Luke, how did you think generally overall as a performance for England first game? Maybe I'm a bit more pessimistic. I mean, it's not maybe. I'm definitely always more pessimistic. I look at a few of the defensive errors out there and it does worry me. We're, people will say that I'm saying it's only Iran and stuff like that, but if you look at it, you'd think some of the little silly little errors we're making where we nearly gifted them a goal with Jakimbach having the volley at back post, Maguire's not closing down early enough and things like that. Yeah, we, we were great save by Pickford, by the way. Yes, that wasn't from that one, but that, that was a separate one. Yeah. There's a few different moments because that was when Yak and Bash uh, skied it. Oh yeah, but yeah. but there's a there's a couple of moments that you sort of have to look at and go, mm, we can be happy with the result, but let's not get too carried away at the moment because we did still look a bit shaky out there. Yeah, exactly that. I think it's that you want to be you want to be like impressed with the win in terms of the fact that we have gone out there and scored six goals and played much more of an attack in football that we had seen leading up to this competition. Like, you know, leading up to this competition, I'd have been more worried about this game than I thought because I expected this to be quite a heavily physical game where it'll be a lot of stop-starting, they'll take us out of our rhythm, and I thought we might potentially just scrape a win. Um, turns out we obviously were a bit more emphatic than that, which is good. Um, 
but yeah as we say it's not over and it's uh, still a relatively easy game and there are still some improvements to be made on the training ground um when does spain play mers do you know oh my god you've really just put me on the spot right there <laughs> uh, they're in um, germany's group so germany were in like group yeah. e i think group, group so it's e, a while yeah yeah so probably two three days yeah group e so that would be two days time so okay and how are you feeling about their chances in their first game? Um, Costa Rica being against game, Costa Rica. Now, I think a lot of people always underestimate Costa Rica because Definitely. of the pure fact that it's, they they go, oh no, there's not really many big players other than maybe Kalen Navas. But generally speaking, I think just because of the smaller teams always have the better team um, like dynamic within the mm -hmm. teams, and they always like good like say defensively like so that's again why i was a bit surprised about today's result is that iran you normally associate them at the moment with them being a bit like defensively sound and only like maybe conceding one or two if they're coming up against bigger teams so against costa rica and i could maybe see us getting a win but not like maybe a comfortable win maybe just one two nil at most also i do worry a little bit about about the attacking side within Spain's teams and stuff like that. Again, it's like Morata most likely going to be leading the line. Yeah. He wasn't like, again, like the most convincing of uh, leading strikers during the Euros. And I no. just feel like it could be a similar sort of situation again. Obviously, there's some talent in there. Like, for instance, it'd be interesting seeing Pedri within that team. Yeah, uh, so it's again Fatty. defensively as well. Ansu Fati doesn't really get much game time when you think about it, like at Barcelona. He gets some game time, but not like a huge amount, shall we say. And and it's like, again, like defensively, like David Heyer not going. But obviously, Unai Simon has been pretty much the main goalkeeper anyway for yeah. um, Spain. So, and who are the other goalkeepers are taking then? Is it, it uh, is... Robert Sanchez and David yeah. Raya? Yeah. Basically, right. Okay. So. Okay. Not even Kepper after his good form. I mean, they've they've got quite a few goalkeepers there, and they to choose from. I mean, we don't really see a massive amount of La Liga football to be able to judge sort of how good they are. We just see the ones that are in the Prem mostly. But yeah, actually, like they have got quite a few keepers to choose from, which is actually a quite a nice luxury because arguably, as England fan, we don't have a lot of options. Maybe there's three people. I think probably to me that'd be like Nick Pope, Henderson, and Pickford, uh, there wouldn't be pretty much anybody else after that I would want Sorry, in there. Um, not Ramsdale. No, he's too. He's not. I don't. I don't. I don't rate him. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I. I think. I. I think the thing is with Spain is they're a team that can also go out and win a game with not having a striker at all. Like, and it's yes. it's been known. So yeah. I don't. I don't think they're worried. Like, yeah, I. I. I can foresee the same as you. Maybe just a one nil or a two nil. Nothing amazing, but. Yeah, people always write, write write off those sort of teams like Costa Rica, and I think writing off any South American South American team to me seems to be a, a mistake because they can all sort of come good on their day, unless we're talking about the sort of proper um, bottom Honduras. feeders, you know. Yeah, but like generally, like you know, your even like your Mexico and Uruguay's who probably aren't quite as um, prominent as they used to be, I still think will cause an upset because, like you say, a bit of camaraderie and a bit of just 
yeah, I don't know, cohesion, like Luke said, um, I think is 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 a lot more noticeable than these type of competitions than it is just having stars that don't really play together or know how each other play and move much. Um, but we have we have sort of broke away from football as much on the podcast. We're talking more about FIFA content for you guys because we know that's what you want to listen to. And the first thing we are going to address today, which we did talk about the patch coming up in the previous podcast episode. So if you haven't listened to that, go and check it out. Links are all down in the description for those on YouTube. Um, Post-patch we are now. So people have got to experience what it's like to play FIFA 22. Um, what... Um, yeah, what are we saying? Uh, you guys played much of it to experience the new changes? Yeah, I've played D- Div Rivals and I've done Foot Champs qualifying. I've not bothered with Foot Champs, so I, the only Foot Champs experience post patch is qualifying because okay. obviously last week's team of the week was uh, very dead. So yeah. definitely no incentive to play Foot Champs, although it'd be interesting to see the foot tramp rewards this week to see if there's a big incentive to play but yes, for true. me yeah. the lengthy does seem to be a little bit changed no, i mean obviously they haven't changed the lengthy players what they've changed is obviously the explosive and controlled players and that is where the lengthy feels different because using some of my defenders i do feel they do seem to be a lot slow or seem to struggle a little bit um unless obviously they have higher pace so i tried out a rojo's path to glory card at center back did not really seem to like it it felt quite slow or it just felt a bit sluggish for me switched him to um kyunde's ordinary card and kyunde who is also lengthy seems so much swifter and more capable to deal with like this more fast-paced um gameplay that's going on right now but yeah like if if you got like for instance i have um a bamyang like he just now can get that little bit extra over the defender to create that like bit more room to run in to create a one-on-one sort of situation counter-attacking football is definitely pretty much back on the cards uh on my arsenal past and present where i have ben white tommy ashu in defense um yeah their their pace for instance is definitely being felt and getting counter-attacked big time is a problem at the moment on that account but i prefer the more fast-paced gameplay so i mean i was getting used to this whole lengthy sort of like slow and down sort of being more patient more methodical with the approach to attacks like what you're doing with the ball and stuff like that but i seem to have switched slightly back to uh how i play fifa 22 in some ways okay luke for me i've not played as much i also skipped that on champs i did do quali but I've, i've not as much time as i would have wanted to have but at the moment i'm i'm struggling um with adapting I'm, I'm so used to having mario gomez and and the likes running in that I'm, I'm sort of having to change the style around it a bit more yeah um, it, it's it's a sort of a learning curve it's it's good in the sense that it's now everyone's technically usable as much as lengthy players finally being the meta and being able to use new cards that you'd never been able to use previously still cards like harland are going to be around and the likes but at least it means 
the cards that should be up there will still be up there. Yeah, because it's, it's more I, of a balancing act. Yeah, because I I actually like knew at the start like a lot of people were saying like Messi was almost unusable because of the the change in the meta, which you don't want to see, do you? You want like yes, Haaland should be usable and Lewandowski should be usable, but so should Messi. Like they shouldn't be like oh it's lengthy or nothing it's explosive or nothing or it's controlled or nothing you should be able to get what you want out of both all those different types of players um obviously the big thing was the Travella shots now i haven't um done a test yet but i am going to be doing a video and uh, i'm not going to just like promote that right now because i don't know when i'm going to be able to do it for a start um but yeah the obviously they've nerfed them and I know they have because the very few games I have played online, I've had people try them against me a lot and my keeper has saved them every time, which is uh, nice to see. Um, but obviously there are still, I suppose, ways around it. So those with an outside of the foot shot trait have only got a 10% decrease. Not to then mention if that person was a five-star weak foot or four-star weak foot may well not be as noticeable but that is something i'm yet to see in game and something like i say i'm gonna have a look at um but yeah i i i i'm the problem i just think about this in the change is i preferred the old the other way because i felt like that was more realistic fifa it, like excluding traveller shots aside right i felt like that the slow methodical play and stuff was a lot more um reminiscent of actual football than it's now going to be. I felt like FIFA 22 was a bit like skill merchant pace kind of driven game, and and that to me isn't how football is. Um, so I'm a little bit disappointed that it's had such a massive impact, but at the same time, I'm still really yet to fully try it out, so I can't can't comment too much. But you guys feel free to comment on YouTube or DM us or comment on our Twitter posts. Uh, all the links, like I say, in the description. Tell us what you think of the patch. Um, Oh, one more thing I'll say, and Brad, you might not like hearing this. Goalkeepers seem much worse as well, uh, from my thoughts and opinions and feeling uh, since post-patch as well. I seem to have noticed the goalkeepers are doing a lot more, like, flopping straight to the ground. Like, There's been shots that I've done where I've gone, oh, yeah, okay, uh, this is probably going to get saved by the goalkeeper, and no, it just, like... Right. Goes right next to the goalkeeper and straight into uh, the goal. And there's even been like situations where someone has done like little, very slow paced like shots and they've just like dribbled past my goalkeeper and they're just like not even bothered to do anything. Okay, that's that's reassuring. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I can speak up on the Travellers that they are still very noticeable. They're still there. The outside the foot shot trait basically makes it it's not really noticeable at all. I've seen people... I've seen one streamer, I'm not going to say names, score, I think, a hat-trick with Renato Sanchez of outside-the-box Travella shots. So they're still there. They're still okay. very much a threat. Um, See, so that's the thing. My experience at the moment of seeing gameplay is pretty much watching other YouTubers do their content because at the moment I am unable to provide it. Um, But yeah, so the... The thing with the goalkeepers, I mean, like I say, I've I've only noticed that in being having Travellers attempted against me, my goalkeeper has saved them, which is nice. But I haven't played enough to be able to see any mistakes yet. So you're making me look forward to when I finally can. Um, but yeah, I just think 
it's one of those things again like we don't i don't think we mind at this point you know it's only november the game's nowhere near dead or anything like that so we don't mind learning a new mechanic or a new style but i just think when something changes the game this dramatically um i think it's a little bit disappointing because there was a lot of people that were happier with fifa 23's gameplay than they've been since probably fifa 19 even older i actually said fifa 17 um so yeah it's it's one of those um we'll we'll sort of see how it goes and if they do end up like reversing some things or making things a little bit more even then we'll see how it goes there's probably going to be patches all the way through this game like there was last year and and they'll still never fix it before they change to eafc um so swaps objectives we talked about it coming out but it is now finally here so what you have to do is there's an online friendly mode for part of it um, where you have to field six um, World Cup swaps players. Now, you don't have to use them. Obviously, you can sub off the players straight away, but they do need to be in your starting lineup of each nation that is available in there. So we're on week one and week two. They're available at the moment. Um, and then you've just got a golden goal, basically. Just got to go and score a goal. You've got to do it six times with each nation and then you'll get a token and an essentials pack for the group that that team are in so that allows you to obviously get players to accumulate towards the sort of let's call it the sticker book thing where you'll get your rewards at the end of the world cup um from that and you can get the players to go into it from doing um moments there's 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 moments uh packs where you can get the world cup players from there's obviously sbcs there's packs in the store uh and there's also um a objective um called milestones um where you can basically score a goal in any foot game mode using a player of a nation and then you will get that nation's essentials pack and that will give you players to to use basically for the next lot of objectives so a lot of grinding at the moment i mean obviously i'm very much part-time slash even less than part-time like reduced hours part-time so i at the moment as it currently stands swaps wise i've only done three and of the actual milestone objectives i've done them all apart from three i've got three more nations to do on that I imagine you guys maybe even have completed week one or certainly close to nearly doing them both. So for the first week on my Arsenal past and present, because I'm not actually physically playing those games myself. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting somebody else to do them for me. They've managed to get me all the tokens so far on that account. On my main account where I'm doing it myself, I, I, I've, I'm just starting off with the squad battle ones i know i could do them in division rivals if i really wanted to but i, I thought mm, might as well because at least then i can score a set amount of goals uh and then just like put the controller down and just let the game play itself out essentially yeah um so i've done two from week number one and two from week number two so okay so 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 not a huge amount i mean no it's 18 games but yeah there's plenty of time so there's like no rush and then obviously then when it comes to the golden goal that that won't take too long realistically to get them done dusted for six wins 
for each no, of the nations. No. It's, the the one problem I'm having with these swaps at the moment is that they are pretty much all in objectives except for the two that are in the season rewards. There's not be oh and the one that you got for free at the start. There's not been any in SBCs. No, or, and they didn't uh, even get any impacts, which yeah, surprised me. Like, yeah, which is a little bit annoying, I would say. I, I banked on them being in those those Path to Glory Essential packs and things like that. I thought for sure, like as well as enticing people in with certain ratings on the packs and things like that, I thought for sure they would put um, those in there. But obviously instead, they're giving you the World Cup player picks so that you can build as many of them as you can so you can go and complete your uh, levels of objectives on... Um, your FIFA World Cup mode. So at the moment, as it stands, I've gathered 369 World Cup players and um, I'm at level seven, um, mm -hmm. which says it's going to give me... Um, a level seven reward is 5,000 coins and a player pick untradeable, one of four 83 pluses. I'm, I'm assuming you get every reward that up until yes. that point. Yeah? Yes, you do. You do. So, yeah. Yeah, so the next level I've got to get to, I'm at 369. I've now got to get 500 players to get the 81 plus times 11. Now, what I have heard, and I haven't actually officially checked this out, so I might do it now while we're talking, Dupes is that count. if you get... Yeah, so if you yeah, get a dupe count. and you recycle them, so you switch them with the dupe in your store, or in your club, rather, then they count towards your counter. So that's good. They haven't got to be 700 different cards if you switch them over it technically looks like you've put a new player in your club and they count so that's a good thing i hope ea don't fix that because you know people are getting the world cup essentials things and we'll probably be getting a lot of dupes right now and they get the 380 plus world cups packs and there's actually the ones under 80 that are harder to get at the moment um so yeah so definitely that's that's a good thing and will help you get hopefully to level eight at least so you can get that 81 plus times 11 um how are you getting on with the swaps objectives there luke uh i'm i'm sort of just in in between i've not i've not sort of spent too much i'm doing them as we speak really so i've got three fully done i've got most of the way done on some of the sort of milestone ones as well so yeah. I'm, I'm i've practically got a goal of every nation at this point which is good it's it's just getting the time really yes and that is it like Although the um, online foot-friendly one is a golden goal, it still is a lot. I mean, you're talking, what, 6, 12, 18, 24, 30, 36, 42, 48 each week. So at the moment, we have 96 games that you have to win. You have to get that goal first. So it's not just 96 games in total. It is 96 games. Now, obviously, there are 31 days, 21 hours left to complete this, but it is still a lot to ask. Like, it is a big grind, and I guess it's nice in a way that they've given us something to be able to do all the way through the World Cup, but as I said in the previous podcast, a lot of my time will be spent actually watching the World Cup because that's the main thing I want to do. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good thing, but it is definitely a grind, and you will really have to... Um, yeah, really have to sort of commit uh, a day or two um, to getting like several of these done if you really want those packs. And, you know, those some of those things in the swaps look pretty good if you're going for players or going for the player picks and things, you know, you need to 
you need to get your grind on for sure. Now, we have some SBC players since our last podcast, uh, some Path to Glories of note as well. And I'm not going to do them in the order they come out, I'm just going to do them in the order they appear on the SBC section. And the first one, who always gets a special card every single year in some form or another, Inaki Williams. Um, so, the good thing about this card, I suppose, um, is that they've upgraded his weak foot. Is the first thing that I will touch on because noticeably the one thing to me that Anaki has always had a problem with is having a two-star weak foot but I believe he's now four-star three-star so that is an improvement um but not only that you know just as just as he normally is he's 95 pace 83 shooting 83 dribbling 87 physical and he looks pretty monstrous he is coming in at 113k and obviously he has now switched nationalities okay so he is no longer spanish he is now ghanaian let's have a look at ghana's group do we think this is a worthwhile card for that price as it stands so it's portugal it is south korea it is uruguay okay so arguably it's between them and uruguay in my head um as wow, to who goes right through off the south koreans yeah i am writing off the south koreans mate yep yep fully armstrong's um, listening don't ignore him uh but yeah so uh, it's a tough group for them to get through so is he uh, do you think as he stands he's worth 113k no not no, I mean, really the free star upgrade's great isn't it but it's not enough really for, for 100k you can get a lot in this sort of climate it's just how much you want Anarchy Williams specifically and how long do you reckon it's going to be until he gets a different card of some kind? Whether that be performance-based or a different promo. If it's a different promo, you're waiting a long while. I'm sorry. But if it's performance-based, he's going to have to do a lot of performances. So, you can actually get Obviously, Inaki Williams, Ghanaian, there aren't a lot of usable Ghanaian players in the game at the moment. Don't... don't doubt that they will be. There'll probably be some dynamic duos or or something in the future that he'll be able to get some links to. Um, maybe even some Bilbao players that you know will come into the game. But you could get a Landon Donovan, okay, 86 rated, so same rating. His base hero card is currently 30k. Okay, and this card has 89 pace, 86 shooting, 81 passing, and 85 dribbling. Okay, so Yes, Inaki Williams has that extra physical over him, but really, with a with a hunter or with a, a catalyst or something that boosts up Donovan's pace here, he's four-star, four-star. So he gives you that extra weak foot. And I feel like for 30k, for a tradable hero who gets full chem no matter what, that makes this card less desirable. Well, just looking at Footbin, he's the fifth most disliked card on Footbin. Wow, okay. And that is topped by Mbappe, Zinchenko, Lewandowski, Ansu Fati, and Arky Williams. Four of them are SBCs, the other one's the arguably the most OP card on the game. Wow, okay. And people just hate him because of the loan card, so... Bingo. Yeah, potentially, yeah. So yeah, so at the moment, doesn't look great. Ghana not guaranteed to progress. I mean, no one's guaranteed. It's the World Cup, after all. Anything can happen. However, you know, on paper, it's tough for them to get through. 
The next one we've got is the World Cup path to glory, probably even less likely to go through, uh, Dejanek. Um, now, this guy is only one squad to complete. Um, instead of three, like Anarchy is, he's just an 83-rated team with a team of the week in. He is Australian. And um, he's an 82-pace centre-back with 82 defender and 87 physical. He, stats-wise, looks nice. But again... Is anyone really doing him? Unless they've just like opened their 84 times 20 and got loads of dupes that they need to put somewhere. Yeah, he is from MLS. So there are some good MLS links in the game. If people did like the Insigne card and have got like an MLS hero or something from their um, their untradeable hero packs or your packed one uh, just through like the Path to Glory's Essentials packs and things like that, then yeah, maybe this guy fits into your team. But generally, I, do, I don't think he's going to get completed unless anybody just has 83s that they need to recycle. Um, but if anyone's used him, again, let us know what you make out of him. The next one we've got to talk about is the David Silver uh, is a card that's come out since our last podcast episode and he is a flashback. Um, does it say when he's a flashback too? Previous World Cup appearances. Okay, not too bad. A, a Spain, Spain players you've got to have in there um, and he's also got to have uh, a minimum rating of 85 for an 87 card that actually looks quite nicely all-rounded. 84 pace, 84 shooting, 88 passing, 87 dribbling. Looks to be like a nice centre mid. Uh, maybe not so much the cam, which is his actual base card. But obviously, you can't just move him to centre mid in this era. Let's check he can play there. Yes, he can. So he's coming in at 60k. Four-star, four-star. Explosive. High medium. I think this card looks pretty good for the price, don't you? I mean, first of all, I wouldn't even play that card at centre mid. I think that is a cam card, not a centre mid card. You you, you make him explode. Well, actually, he's explosive by he default. He is explosive. Yeah. Um, I keep that as explosive or something. Um, maybe as a central cam or something like that. I think that could be a good card. Even actually, maybe even a wide cam would even be good if you're getting the pace up a little bit um, so that he. You, you like using a hunter or something and get that shooting up. Yeah, um, I just looked at that. If you slap a hunter, he's 92 pace, 90 shooting. The reason mainly is the stamina. If you want to be using a player at centre mid, they do need to have stamina on their card. And 83 stamina might sound like it's uh, a high amount of stamina to have on a card, but you'll be surprised just how tired a player with that amount of stamina is by like the 60th minute of the game yeah i suppose especially as well if you're forced into like changing your tactics and having to do a bit of team pressing and things and stuff i suppose he will maybe lose stamina quite quickly he'd be maybe one of those players we've had him in the past there was a famous one actually a couple of years ago that was like a really good card but he could basically only play one half i can't think what the card was now but yeah i mean he looks all right for 60k um even if eventually down the line you recycle him you know he's he's it's not too bad a price, is it? I mean, if you slap an engine on this card, this this looks a lot better. Obviously, you mentioned with with how at the moment is he a centimeter? Is he a, is he a cam? You could definitely use him as a cam of an engine. Eighty eight pace, ninety three passing, ninety one dribbling. Pace and dribbling are quite important in this current meta, as far as I can see. Explosive. He could then do some damage there with some decent finishing 
four star, four mm-hmm. star. That, that, that's how I'd try and use him, I reckon, if, if I was, if was going to use this card, which I might. But I am very much on strings at the moment for what I can do. Um, the next card we have to talk about that has come out since, uh, and uh, well, the first ones we'll talk about actually is the expired ones. So they came out and they've gone already. So if you did them, you'll be pleased to know that today, if you supported um, the Netherlands or you did the Netherlands version of the card, that they won 2 0, so your card would be getting upgraded. But there was a showdown um, head to head, and it was Diallo and. David who was Klassen. the. Klassen, that's it. Um, yeah, so Klassen's getting your plus two upgrade. Um, and, yeah, he basically, they, yeah, they, they looked okay. I looked at Diallo for a bit as a consideration to go into my team, but I didn't complete him in the end, and, and as it turns out, I thought I, I actually looked at him and thought, you'd only be really that good with the upgrade, and I'm not sure if you're getting it, so that's why I didn't do it. Did either of you guys do either of them? I was in an iron and I kind of now wish that I had done them because Diallo's normal card is actually quite solid, to be fair. Well, pre-patch, shall we say, it was quite solid. Um, and then the classroom with the fact that I've now done uh, Cody Gakpo's second Player of the Month card. I've got Bergwis, so I've got a, quite a nice collection of Eredivisie cards, and I'm I kind of keep going, mm, do you know what, I want that Bergwis um, in my team, because I do quite like it from where I have been able to use it, but it's again, that sort of like the chemistry system sort of situation, or yeah. needing links and stuff, and obviously, Klaassen would have been a very good fit for that, basically, to help with fitting him into a team and also because of how well rounded that card was but at the same time I was just like Ooh, do, do, will, will the card get a 2 upgrade will they win will they win because even though the Netherlands you always think oh yeah they're going to be quite good but actually looking at like how they perform today uh, kind of shows why maybe it's not always quite the case at the moment to back that Netherlands because they did struggle quite a fair bit against Senegal, and you got to wonder how they're I mean, going to do later on. For me, like as our predictions, Senegal for me were the dark horse. So I don't, I don't think that they should go um, unnoticed in this competition at the moment. And I think for the Netherlands, this is a lot more fluid and better side that we've seen than recent times they've had some they've had a really tough couple of years and they're now getting back to looking like a good team um i have i kind of i guess i don't know whether it's because of maybe how they're performing in their own league i didn't really understand jansen i don't feel like he did a lot today um so for me like i'd have maybe have looked to have brought um either have brought uh Depay on earlier or maybe have looked at playing one of the other guys up there because Cody Gakpo looked good all the way through that game I'd maybe consider playing him as a forward or Bergvine as a forward um, he's done it for Spurs before so you know why not like but yeah I I don't know they've still got some work to do but you know they did get a 2-0 win against what I would say isn't a very easy team to be fair mm. the final one to talk about in terms of the SBCs is the World Cup hero Robbie Keane now if we're talking about SBCs and their prices 
This one is, well, it's got to be one of our most expensive so far, isn't it? If not the exp most expensive, excluding the icons. Um, 915,000 coins. It's definitely an expensive one. Although I can comment that it's worth the value, or it at least performs well considering the value. So we had, obviously, the End of Era Rebri card finally come out. And it is 484k, which is probably not too badly priced for a card that looks like that. Robbie King, obviously, will always have chemistry. Um, he's Premier League-based card. 90 pace, 91 shooting, 91 dribbling. Looks on the face stats of a, a very good card. Before Lengthy became in, I would have said maybe not as usable as he probably is going to be now. Um, but... He's four star, five star, so he's got five star weak foot. He's high medium, so he's got the high attack and work rates. He has very nice looking stats, certainly across his shooting and his dribbling. Um, yeah, I mean, he looks like a good card. Is he a million pound card? Uh, probably not in terms of value off the market, maybe. But if you have fodder, which a lot of people are going to obviously do the 84 times 20 packs, and a lot of this will be able to get completed for cheap because of that then yeah he definitely looks like a usable card not a former arsenal player of any sorts Mers, so i know you wouldn't have done him on that account but are you looking to do him elsewhere um no i'm not really because i don't i would have to sink coins into keen and i don't really want to sink coins into uh an sbc necessarily or, or if I do, it's a small amount. And then looking at Ribbery side of things, again, I probably will avoid doing his SBC card just again, just because of how much fodder it requires. And uh, I don't know, I just seem to be struggling for fodder for SBCs, even though I don't think I'm doing that many SBCs. I just think that. Again, for me, like, and I've said this a couple of times and I'll probably keep saying it all the way through, because of the changes in chemistry, um, I'm a very much more selective about the ones I am going to do. So for me, if they don't at the moment directly fit in my team and it's going to require me to move players out that I don't want to move out of my team, then I'm not going to do the card. Because to me, if I'm enjoying the team and I'm using the team and it's going well, then I'm going to keep with them. Until it gets to the point where a lot of my team or most of my team starts to fall below the curve i'm happy playing as i am um and as i've said i'm not playing it as much as everybody else so i have to be more selective because i'm not racking up coins and fodder as quickly as other people either so yeah i'm not going to do either of these i was fortunate enough to pack an untradeable govu today who will definitely be going into my team and i did just open the twitch prime pack which is available for you guys now so going claim your twitch prime pack if you got it and in a player pick there i also got world cup hero marquez who i will maybe try and fit in but only because they actually get full chem anyway the next thing we are going to talk about is the objectives side of things so there are some path to glory objectives um the first one being a player that we'll address which is actually ramsey aaron ramsey so as we currently see at the moment they are currently losing to the USA um, 
not I, I mean I think USA are probably the toughest one in our group but it's currently 1-0 uh, is in the 77th minute um and looks like potentially uh USA will get the dub if Wales don't somehow come up with some goods um but yeah Aaron Ramsey um now doesn't he play I haven't I'm trying to get to the screen but my it's my nice. menus are having some issues he plays at Nice now yes so he'd give you a nice strong link to the um, Ross Barkley card that we had, um, and there wasn't there another Nice card we had as well. Actually, weirdly, I'm sure yes. there was another SBC or objective Nice card. Uh, I, I only th- I know I know of uh, Pepe, who got an inform. Inform, yeah, it might be actually, <laughs> yeah, it might be. Um, so yeah, so there's 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 some upgraded links to this card. Um, and he looks okay as a centre mid, 87 dribbling, 82 shooting, 86 passing. So dribbling and passing stats look quite nice. Um, he is a squad battles slash um, rivals objective player. So he's not like someone you've got to grind online friendlies for and do crosses against people that know you're trying to do crosses. So it's almost impossible. You can do this on, I believe it is professional on... Oh no, it's semi-professional. So not even that tough to do so for a free 86 rated card you've got three days from now so we record this on a monday so by thursday night this will be gone no friday night this will be friday gone night, yeah. um uh so yeah it's it looks like i mean it looks like an all right card for free right uh yeah yeah it's, it's a solid all rounder but I do feel like I haven't actually managed to use it yet in game. But when I was initially looking at his stats and stuff, I just feel like that it looks like there's just going to be something missing or he just doesn't quite feel right in game. Especially also the fact that he's a freestyle, freestyle. I know, especially if you're using him as a holding midfielder, you probably could get away with that. Maybe yeah. box to box, you might want a little bit more potentially. Um, but uh, he just looks like he's missing something. And also, again, when you consider height nation-wise, probably not. It's not the, the most ideal. I know. Obviously, now we've got a few more special cards added to the game and stuff for Wales. Um, yeah. but again, Ligon, I think there's just some better options out there. Like, say, for instance, if you want a holding midfielder, uh, Fofana, for instance. Is is such a solid card, and I'd rather have Fofana over Ramsey if I was using it for main team. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, obviously, I take it he's featuring in your um, Arsenal past and present. He will be. I haven't actually unlocked it yet on the Arsenal past and present. I've locked it, okay. unlocked it on my main. But it looks pretty nice as a free card. And the last thing we're going to look at as Wales now get a penalty as I just talked about them trying to get back into the game. Uh, the Path to Glory Cup is also a thing as well. So um, it's an online mode. Again, in the Foot Friendly's Path to Glory Cup, you can win 10 games, or you need to win 10 games. At the final uh, stage, you get an 84-plus rare gold player pack. But along the way, you also get some two 80-pluses and some 83-plus rare gold players as well. So a good way to build up some fodder again, I suppose, to complete your SBCs. Um, I don't know whether this one is a golden goal. I'm just going to go and find out. Um, 
No, it's not. So it's a classic match. Uh, World Cup players, you have to have 11 in your starting squad. So you need to have all these new World Cup players. You can have only a maximum of three different countries and you can only do four matches a day. Um, you have again until Friday night to complete this as Gareth Bale scores the penalty kick, which makes it 1-1. Interesting. So yes, um, the path to the World Cup. Have you guys started it, done it? No, 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 I haven't started it. <laughs> okay. Do you do you feel, looking at this at the moment, that you've got enough like selection of World Cup players to be able to build a fairly decent team? Yeah, you've got a decent amount of good players, I'd say, at this point. I would say if I didn't have enough from 400 uh, players collected so far, I'd be a bit alarmed. Well, yeah, obviously, other than the fact that if you have got duplicates and they were all, like, not that great, um, then I suppose not. I'm now looking through my club just to see, as a rough, who my kind of top players are in here. So I've got Lewandowski, De Bruyne, Kimmich, Kane, Bernardo Silva, Diaz, De Jong. I've got, I've got enough for, for a decent 11 here to maybe have a go at getting myself some free fodder. Um, but that is it for today's episode. There is a dynamic duos for the Welsh as well, Ampadu and Harry Wilson, uh, which is available in the SBC selection. Um, but that is it for the Free for Tears podcast for this week. We thank you for listening. Obviously, as always, we love to hear your feedback. So please do comment where you can about what you'd like to see or hear rather in our podcasts. Um, and let us know who you're supporting in the World Cup, who your dark horse is for the World Cup predictions. And um, yeah, I hope you enjoy this week of football. Until next time, we've been the FSB creators. That's been LAGS and Merz. We'll catch you guys another time. Peace out, guys. See ya.